trying this. It's a maiden voyage of Zoom. So welcome, Carl and Jim. Hi there. Hi, Lynn. How's it going, guys? Hi, Carl. Hi, Jim. So it's so good to see you guys and be able to talk movies and entertainment. There is a lot going on, even though we're stuck in quarantine. So let's get to it. The opening movie today is Trolls World Tour, and I was grateful to get to see it. How did you get to see it? Really? Yeah. Oh, you know people that know people? (laughs) I I got offered a link from Universal. Oh, nice. So, nice. yeah. So, anyway, I had a, but I had to watch okay. it late last night. So, what do you want to say? So, anyway, it is a jolt of joy. Did you see the first one, Trolls? I did. It was better than I expected, the first one. Oh, Jim, you watched it, too. Well, no, no. I I, no, I, I saw the first Trolls, and I thought it was yeah. better than I expected. The, ba- the biggest thing about the first Trolls movie was Justin Timberlake's can't stop the feeling. That is right. the biggest thing out of that movie. And the only thing that people remember about that film. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. Well, this one is an explosion. That it looks like a Lisa Frank Trapper Keeper. It really does. But <laughs> the music is the big thing. They have 40 songs. 40 songs, wow. and it's, it's six genres of music. The right. one that they were, the original one, they were in the pop category. Right. And Anna Kendrick and Jason Timber are Justin Timberlake are from <laughs> the pop genre. Uh, and they are peppy and poppy. And James Corden is part of their gang. And then and uh, Ron Funches. Ron Funch. Don't forget Ron. Funch. I love Ron. Funch. Oh, really? Yeah, that's great. Yeah. He's, he was really, in the first he's, one. he's really good. He has yeah, a bigger. So James Corden. Yeah. He's got a bigger storyline in this one. Okay, okay. So this is the setup that. A rock princess named Queen Barb. Well, I guess she's not a princess; she's a queen. Well, the, is, the daughter, the daughter of Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, the daughter. Oh, <laughs> yeah, she is a, a rock and roller, and she wants to control the trolls universe, which is six tribes. So she is hell bent on getting rid of pop, funk, uh, country, classical. techno, and classical. So she goes on this journey to destroy them all. That is my only beef about this. Is why make hard rock the heavy? Because we all like to have a it good. It should be country. Kind of- <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it should it should have been something like well, like techno or something newer because that, techno would be the new one on the block, and right. so why not make the new one the the heavy? So so they have a George Clinton of George all Clinton. people and the people. Oh, yes. He is in the funk category, and so is Mary J. Blige. Mm-hmm. Kelly Clarkson is the country, country with big hair, mm-hmm. and Sam Rockwell plays a guy in the country universe called Hickory, and he's really good. And, and I, it's weird how they uh, put jazz into the classical section. I know, but it's funny because really? they, they make fun of smooth jazz, and it's Jamie Dorman from Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> <laughs> So it's kind of because he plays Chaz, Chaz, the guy with the, you know, clarinet that's, that's uh, wooing everybody. It's hilarious. So too bad it wasn't John Hamm reprising his uh, Sergio character from SNL. 
that would have been good. That would have been good. So that, those are, and then Keenan Thompson plays this little baby called Tiny Diamond, and he's a rapper, and it's really cute. So everybody's cute and fun. And Ozzy, so wait, where does where does R and B and hip hop fall in? Is that fall into the pop category? That fall, falls into the funk category. Oh, okay, because okay. that kind of doesn't make sense. I know. Well, there is a techno. Been their own. There is a techno. Um, and that is uh, the guy that's going to be in In the Heights, Anthony Ramos, who okay. was in Hamilton and oh. Star Wars. Yeah, so he's part of the techno universe. So yeah, they have the subgenres. They have a K-pop group called Red Velvet in it. They have uh, a reggaeton, yeah. which is, which is big now. Yeah, and and they have hip-hop and uh, rap. Dance music. So those yeah. are the subgenres. So they have okay. all this music. And the guys that that coordinated all this music, Ludwig Goransson, who won the Oscar for Black Panther, and yeah. he does a lot of music. He and Justin Timberlake assembled everybody, and they're the music producers of it. And a guy named Teddy Shapiro did the score. And it is just delightful. It, the, the whole point of the movie is that we should celebrate diversity and that we all shouldn't sound the same. So it's this big message in the sparkle, razzle dazzle glitter and, and little kid stuff. So it's a good lesson on diversity. Do they still make rock that heavy at the end too? Well, I, I, don't, I don't want you to give away the ending, but everybody comes together because it's a kid's movie. <laughs> That's right. Right, and they have two songs that are going to be in heavy rotation. One is called Just Sing, which is, you know, just sing. And then the other one is uh, The Other Side. And I think that that's, uh, that SZA, SZA, she's in the music video. SZA. She's from St. Louis. Really? Oh. So she and Justin Timberlake cut the single, and they're in the music okay. video. So it's delightful and charming, and it's a good jolt of joy. And if we need something comforting right now, it just was a nice little escape. I Did you it. like to see this in the theater? Yeah. Yeah. Well, because I, I, yeah. But yeah. it's cute online. Yeah. Well, I'm wondering who's, who's the uh, Harry Carey character? Because I keep seeing the, the, uh, the art for this film, and there's a character with with white hair and big glasses. And every time I see him, I say, well, it's Harry Carey. <laughs> oh, that's right. That is Big Diamond. And I forget oh, okay. his name, but he, he has a little baby, which is Keenan Thompson, Little Diamond. No, Tiny Diamond. And Tiny Diamond's real sparkly, and he's got a big voice, but it's Keenan Thompson. So it's really funny. And he wears the baby Harry Carey goggles. <laughs> yeah, so this it's is cute. interesting, Lynn. This is, uh, you know, we, we heard about uh, the studio's offering their early 2020 releases streaming much earlier, like Invisible Man and The Hunt and stuff like this. But this is really the first uh, kind of major studio release to go right to a streaming, right. bypass yeah. the theater completely. And uh, there was some talk, a, a friend of ours was saying that they thought this was gonna, what was gonna happen, this would be what would happen with Black, uh, or with Black Widow. And I said, right. oh no, no, they can't, they can't do that. They gotta put that in the theater, but, Disney that announced Artemis Fowl is going to, is that the, the, the title of it? The uh, Kenneth yeah. Yes, Artemis Fowl. It's based on a book series. Yeah, yeah. So that's going straight to Disney Plus, right? Yes. Okay. Oh, okay. Disney Plus. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how many, um, you know, families will 
fork over the money for this, I'm assuming it's going to be like $20 to have it for what, two, three days, something like you, that? You get 48 hours and it's $19.99. But what I've noticed is uh, they have started lowering the prices of the the new studio releases that they have on like Birds of Prey right now is $5.99. Right. And two weeks ago it was $19.99. Yeah. Well, I was going to say 20 bucks for, for this for two days. That seems like if you've got, you know, two or three kids, that's a pretty good deal. That's probably cheaper than, you know, going out to the and theater. you can watch it over and over and over. And yeah, because yeah, you you're going to need something Saturday and Sunday because you can't go outside for egg. Well, I guess you could have your own little egg hunt, but, you know, you can't yeah. go to um, the, the big event ones. And also because nobody's going to church on Sunday except online and then yes online my whatever. wife got the whole dining room set up so we can uh, have the big screen mass yeah it's uh, I found out while while we were talking I found out who plays Guy Diamond it's Kunal Nayar from Big Bang Theory oh okay okay, okay. well we'll see it's got an all-star cast a voice yeah was, was he the guy that was in Florence Foster Jenkins the piano player from that uh, character? I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. I don't know. No, oh. no, that was, uh, oh God, what was his name? Ne never mind. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. that yeah since our computers are right in front of us. I know, I know. Well, I don't want to go from like, you know, the screen. Well, okay. I, I am not looking at you guys at all. I am, I am going to look at this right now. See, that's, that's the beauty of all this. Um, no, that was Simon Helberg. That was the other guy from Big Bang Theory. Okay. So you were on the right try. You were on the right. There were those were the two side characters, Howard and uh, who was the other? I didn't watch Big Bang Theory. Mick, uh, Mick Moon. He played Mick Moon. Okay. Yeah, he was he was great in that. So uh, I would say they're also rolling right. out. Universal has got a ton of acti they got an activity kit online for all the kids. They're like showing you how to draw people, and they're having all sorts of kind of things for the kids to do to coincide with Trolls World Tour. Because you know, trolls are a major marketing <laughs> merchandise machine. Right. <laughs> yeah. And what was what's really cute is how they play with the hair. The animators play with the hair in this. It's really cute because, you know, those little tufts of hair. Well, they've been around since 1959. So I know. When I was a kid, we called them wishnicks. And, uh, and, and I think in Sweden, they're called damn it dolls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I keep touching my face. I keep seeing myself doing it. I'm like, don't touch your face. Yeah, I, I just, with my eye there. So I, I and now everyone's frozen. They, they they tried to have to re they've had it in different generations but they tried I think a few years ago before DreamWorks got the mark you know they worked it out with the guy in Denmark about the marketing but they tried doing a Z on the end of trolls like trolls you know but but these are the good luck trolls not the internet trolls that are evil <laughs> all right shall we move on to a movie that all three of us have seen. Yes, which is a happy abortion movie, <laughs> which, is not, which is not going to give you comfort and joy. But oh. this movie has haunted me since I saw it. Never, really? rarely, sometimes, always. Which, and, which are the questions that they ask the girl when she's going in to Planned Parenthood about, about her mental state. And it is, I did not know what this movie was about when I thought they just sent us the link for it. And it, it won 
it won at uh, Sundance. It won the it won the neorealist thing, and it won second place in the Berlin Film Festival. Yeah, it's very powerful. Now, yeah. normally, I don't like movies that don't give you a lot of information, but I applaud the way this woman did it because what isn't said, what you read between the lines, because I'm sure you realize, first of all, these girls are in a dead-end town. They're in the Rust Belt, Pennsylvania, and the 17-year-old has a horrible family situation, and she's the one that gets pregnant. She is Autumn. And the girl that plays her, that Sydney Flanagan, her face, mm -hmm. oh my God. And in the keynote scene of the title, devastating. It, it, and the camera stays on her the whole time. And it's one take. It's very moving. It is. I know because that character has, was so closed off up until that point, you know. You, couldn't you don't really, know anything about him. Yeah, well, you couldn't gauge her feelings too because at the start of the film, she's, you know, uh, you know, telling off people and, you know, tossing a, a water in some guy's face. And she's so, you know, she doesn't really open up uh, unless she's around her cousin. Right. Yeah, you she don't even know if that guy's the dad. Yeah, well, and then there's another possibility, which is even worse. Yes, that's, that, but you don't, see, I didn't figure that out until much later in the movie, because they don't give you any information. It's very slow, by the way. It, it is. It it seems like it's a two and a half hour movie and it's only ninety five minutes. Yeah, I and know this it is, was. And this is a dark and dirty New York City too. That they oh yeah, the rain is gray and the rain and they don't have hardly any money and they got to scrounge and they're totally out of their element. I just wanted to say to those girls at the end when they're on the bus coming home, I just wanted to say, run like the wind, get out get, of that town, get out of that <laughs> town. I really liked the Talia Ryder performance, the friend, because she doesn't- She was on like, Sesame Street. She is. Really? Yeah, she was. Oh, well, okay. she's also in the upcoming West Side Story, or she might've been in the Broadway West Side Story. I'm not yeah, sure. She's, no, she's gonna be in the Spielberg West Side Story. Yeah, okay. She's a Jeff, I think, right? Well, the, she's got expressive eyes. Both those girls, very expressive, and just, that one scene when she's got to get the money from the guy and and the other girl, oh, it just, oh, it just broke my heart. It just broke my heart watching this because you know, multiply this, this realism of all these girls in the United States that are caught in traps like this. So I didn't want to, in my review, I said, I don't want to get into a moral argument, judgment about abortion. This is just, this is just a journey of two young girls and how, she felt she was in a hopeless situation and how terrified she was to tell her mother just leads me to the other conclusion. Right. Well, I was going to say the, uh, the young man you're talking about is an actor named Theodore Pellerin. At, at, at one point he's kind of endearing because he's so clumsy when he's trying to pick up Skylar on the bus. Yeah. But later on, he keeps on saying, we got to go downtown. We got to go downtown. You, you want to say, no, don't go downtown. Don't go to a second location with this guy. Yeah, yeah. Don't, yeah, don't yeah, get him out, you know, out of the public eye. You know, it's like, you know, you're, you're, just, you're just worried for these girls the whole time that they're running the streets of New York. And it's, you know, almost a thriller in that aspect. But uh, the other scene that's as haunting for me besides the interview scene is when she uh, finds out from the, the family planning center in her hometown what's going on, 
and without giving away too much, she's she's trying to take care of it herself. And I'm I'm like, oh my gosh, this is just horrific. Ew, yeah. Yeah. Another thing I noticed, which you guys probably did too, is how casual the sexual harassment is in their environment. Yeah, and, when they turn the money in at the uh, grocery store. Yeah, and how toxic they all these guys are in, with you know what they have to navigate through in their young life already. Well, there's, yeah, there's a guy on the subway for goodness sakes. He doesn't look like your standard sleazy flasher guy. He looks like he just got off work at Wall Street and he sees him and he's doing something awful. You know, well, yeah, so. he's the he's the typical New York subway. What you think of a horrible New York subway experience? Yeah. yeah. Oh, like, and, and she gives the me the on the subway. <laughs> that was one of the first times I saw her react. You know, but it's very haunting, and I think girls in America should definitely see this movie. And I see it doing well. And it's just the antithesis of what I like. I like to be told things. I like to have more in enlightenment about the characters. But I think those girls do it on their own, just with their faces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good flick. It's a shame it's not getting a theatrical release, but hopefully some people will discover it. And at the end of the year, this was going to be. It was. This was going to be an indie anyway. This was going to play at Frontenac and maybe yeah, Tivoli. Yeah. But uh, like I say, I have a feeling they're going to send out screeners of it, and I think it'll uh, it'll get maybe some maybe some critical awards at the end of the year, depending on what does end up getting released. I guess. So. Right. Well, the indie. Well, it was released, you know, in other cities. We were just getting it, you know, in mid May. This was one of the first things that we were uh, that we were what well, was canceled for us. They were gonna they were gonna let us see this. This was that Monday, and we were all gonna see it, and that was the first movie that actually got canceled on us. Oh, this yeah. was before uh, the uh, a quiet before the world to... blew up. Yeah, yeah, oh. it was so fast. All of a sudden, it was okay. Not we're not going to have my no, spy. The, the first movie that got canceled for us was Quiet Place Part Two. They yeah. were still going to go on with this. That's right. And then they had moved my spy. Remember, we were going to go that Wednesday. That it was like March what? 12th, March 11th. We were all going to go see uh, My Spy, and then they decided to move it, and then it just went bing, 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 bing. And, and, I, and, and I don't care that, that we, it got canceled on us. I'm just saying that this was weird. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah I, have, I, I don't know when we'll be back to theaters, but at least we're having some content. Yeah. And not just yeah, canceled on us, canceled on everybody, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's not about us, it's about everyone. Yeah, right, yeah. and yeah, well, we all know the point of why we're doing it, and I'm okay with it. I'm a, I'm a net risk population at 65. Right. So, you know, yeah. it's so okay. The last movie I saw was, thanks to Dan, I went and saw The Hunt, and there were eight people in the theater, and we were all social distancing ourselves, and I actually enjoyed The Hunt. I'm glad it's out on, I'm glad that more people can see it now, because Everyone that was scared of it before can be scared of it at home for different reasons. <laughs> yes, right. I, I was lucky because the last film I saw in the theater was the Fathom uh, special event of King Kong, the 33 version. Oh, wow. So, so and you know, you end up, well, you're not, hopefully not in, but a break, you know, at a good place, you know. Yeah, I can't, re I can't remember. We did our podcast on March 14th. That Saturday, and it was mm -hmm. supposed to be the St. Patrick's Day parade, and everything was canceled. And 
one thing about St. Louis was we were one of the early ones. Right. My sister in South Carolina just got stay at home the other day. So we're, we're ahead of the curve. We're ahead of the curve. So and Jim, flattening the curve. Yes. <laughs> Jim, you saw the other lamb, which I didn't watch the link yet. I don't know. Yes. Yes. Know. Well, um, this is a, an indie film. It's is a, a kind of similar in tone and feel to the witch a little bit, except it is in modern times. It's uh, it's about a cult deep in the woods. And there's a guy who kind of looks a little like JC, and he oversees uh, a dozen or so women. And uh, actually, they have his face on the side of the trailer that some of them live in. It's odd because uh, some of the women, I believe, are 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 wearing sort of a magenta like dress this is a dress you know up to the neck and to the wrist and to the ankles and it's like a bun excuse me like handmaid's tale oh uh, maybe well you without the the little bonnet things their their hair is so you know, tightly uh, tightly braided and uh the ones let's see if, if i recall correctly uh the ones that are in the reddish magenta are his designated wives and the ones in blue are the designated daughters, and there is a couple of there are a couple of actual daughters in in this. He's got uh, there's a couple of little girls around six or five or something that he's actually the father of. The daughters can graduate to wives, and it's a this is about one of the daughters who is trying to push everybody out of the way so she can get with well he calls himself the shepherd, and. Uh, He's got them working for him, you know, uh, getting food and sawing, uh, sawing logs and making fires and cooking and all that. And he, you know, blesses them with his, his stories, his sermons. And um, it's, it's sort of an awakening film because uh, this, this daughter character that wants to be a wife meets some of the wives that are rejected and realizes that this guy is a user. And she's also having some weird visions of floating and of, uh, of skinless uh, uh, baby chickens and things like that. And it is a, a weird, trippy film. And at one point, uh, they kind of get rousted by the local authorities. And so he says, we have to move. And it's them sort of trekking across this endless uh, hills and things like that, trying to keep up with him. And... Um, it's it's kind of unnerving. Uh, it's it's more of a mood thing. It's not a, a big gore fest or anything like that, because you know we're used to the woods being the hangout of Jason and all that, or waiting for somebody with a machete to come out. But um, but yeah, if you're into atmospheric films, um, you know if you uh, kind of dug Midsummer like like you did, uh, Carl, then uh, <laughs> this might be up your alley. Well, uh, uh, the guy the guy that plays. Uh... The Shepherd, he was on Treme, and he was on Orphan Black, and he was on Game of Thrones. Oh, okay, okay. Because okay. I wasn't familiar with uh, really any of the actors in this. It's, uh, you know, like I say, it's very much an indie a horror film, which is sort of, a, sorry, I guess, a subgenre now. I guess kind of uh, the Babadook and, and the Witch and things like right. that sort of started that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, so, it is, I have seen promoted it as a cult movie, and I thought, yeah, uh-oh. 
I know. Oh, <laughs> delivering this sermon, they're all you know frantic and you know screeching and all that, and you know, so it's it's really really disturbing. So you can also think a little bit about you know Manson and you know Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and we just got a little taste of him in that film. But you know, all during this, you're wondering, yeah, I wonder if this is kind of similar to what Charlie was you know doing with the gals there, except he had some some fellas helping him in that uh, yeah that aspect. Well, wasn't the branch? Davidian guy like that too. What was his name? David yeah, Koresh. It was David Koresh. Yeah. 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 I think he had some some men in that group there. This is Jim Jim Jones, of course. So. Yeah. Oh man. But uh, so, no, I, I saw that along with the you know, never, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm depressed enough about you know <laughs> this quarantine stuff. I was like, yeah, send me a comedy or something. Oh, no. well, well, speaking of comedies, we saw Extraordinary on Amazon. And I, it, you did see it on Amazon. I saw it was on Amazon. Yeah, because oh. it says it, it on JustWatch.com. If you go there and you plug in a movie, it'll tell you if it's streaming. And uh, it said not available streaming. So I was like, "What is the deal there?" Because they were really pushing it. Well, they were going to have it in theaters. They were going to have it at well, the Tivoli when we got there. Well, when I went to see uh, King Kong at the O'Fallon that Sunday, I noticed it on this sort of the board at the ticket counter there. And I was like, well, what's that? And I, I looked it up while I was at the theater lobby. I, I knew th nothing about this film. And then when it was offered as a link to us, I certainly uh, grabbed onto it. But you're right, Carl, it's a comedy and it's not what I was expecting. I did not realize, well, I saw Will Forte, you know, was the right. lead in it. Or what he was and he's really good in it. it. He is really good, but uh, it's, it's more of like a, an Irish whimsical, sort of you know a strange little town type of comedies you know right it's it's it takes place in a little uk town and it's it's cute it stars Maeve higgins and barry ward and Maeve higgins has the gift hmm. of um I, I i i don't know if she's she can see she sees dead people, I guess, yeah, and helps them, them finish their thing. But she had a traumatic experience as uh, as a teenager that uh, made her stop using her gift. Yeah, I, I like the fact that her father was like a world-renowned psychic that had his own kind of low-rent TV show, and she's got the VHS tapes that she pops in so <laughs> she can watch him on there. And he introduces her when she was a little girl on that show, too. And uh, yeah, she's a driving instructor in this. And right. uh, she's frustrated well, because people, you know, people will call her and she's, you know, and they'll get her in the car and she says, well, put your you know, foot on the brakes. She says, well, I wanted to really talk, I really about wanted to talk to you about my dead grandma. <laughs> and uh, she's like, I don't do that. I, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> and Will she... Forte is great as a one hit wonder pop star who moved over to Ireland because he, because there are no taxes over there. <laughs> yeah, he's terrific in this. And, and the uh, woman actually, that plays his wife, too, is yeah, absolutely awful, as in great. She's awfully great. Yes, yes. She's, I, I, I should find, look up her name because she played the uh, roommate on this Netflix show called Love. She was Jillian Jacobs' uh, roommate, and then she was terrific in that. And, Claudia uh, o O'Doherty. Okay, okay. And uh, yeah, and, and Will Ferrell, you know, he's. Uh, he's Will Forte. <laughs> Yeah, well, Forte. Well, I said Will Ferrell. Well, Forte. Right. I know you. Know. Yeah, literally wanting to sell his soul to get another pop hit, and uh, oh, there funny. was there's some great you know 
physical gags in it, great Oh, Barry gags. Ward does some great physical comedy in this movie. Yes, I know. He's the fellow that, uh, that hires her to, 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 to teach him to drive, but he really wants to, to sort of exercise his late wife. And he's got a teenage daughter. Is that, is that the, the same mm-hmm. thing? Yeah, yeah. And she, she sort of uses him as sort of a conduit to the, the dead folks in, in order to, uh, I don't know if they're, they're uh, oh, they're, they're, they're getting this uh, sort of ectoplasm. And they need to, you know, to, to gather. That's what Barry Ward does the best comedy because yes, yes, uh, it's and, it's so physically weird. And there are some gross moments in this movie. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I was I was telling with uh, telling with a friend about that and talking about sight gags. At one point, a character is sort of possessed and is levitating, and they need to, to get her someplace. So they actually get in a car, and one of them is pulling her by the foot, and she, as she's floating. <laughs> Outside the car, and they're dragging her. <laughs> She's floating. It's funny above the road, and it's, yeah, it's, it's a very great... British physical comedy. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, it was a big hit at at S, uh, South by Southwest last year, and then I don't know what happened, but they were just finally going to get it distributed, and then all this broke loose. So Amazon, Amazon picked it up, and Amazon's got it. I saw it on Amazon because it's streaming okay. right now. Okay, well, good because I definitely need a comedy because. Ray Hartman, after I after I did the review of Never, Rarely, <laughs> Sometimes, Always, he goes, can you watch a comedy next week? Please. Because you know that, because I also did Resistance too, which we should talk about. This okay. is set in World War II, and Jesse Eisenberg, of all people, of Let's plays Marcel Marceau. So he doesn't talk a lot then? No, he, no. he just... He does. You no, know, he, he talks a lot in the film, of course, but it's at the start of his career. And this you is know. a okay. true story. It is yeah. a true story. I had no Jesse idea. Jesse Eisenberg can act. He was great in Social Network. Oh, I like him a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Zombieland and also Adventureland. Adventureland. Oh, I, love him. I love him in Adventureland. I know. Oh, perfect film. And, so uh, yeah. the, the only thing about this is, okay, so it's got the uh, the, the, bar, the butcher guy, Cloth Klaus von Barbie. Yeah. Oh, he's so terrible. So it. So it. So it's. It's about. Okay. So this group of resistance in World War II in Nazi Germany, they oh, rescue. Fr- oh, France. France. That's right. France. Because because yeah. Hitler takes over France. Okay. Right. They rescue 123 Jewish children who are orphans, and then throughout this movie, so apparently. They rescued thousands of children. So Marcel Marceau, his real name, he changed his last name to Marceau. But he wanted to be an actor, and nobody gave him the time of day. And as he worked in his father's butcher shop, I saw Marcel Marceau in college, actually. And I was like, are there mines nowadays? Do they still do that? I don't know. But this is his legacy, that he was this hero in World War II. So they did this movie. Now, my beef with the movie is they have have really good people, but they don't use them hardly at all. Ed Harris is General Patton of all people. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, Lynn, I, I I thought he was playing Eisenhower, really. I was like, he he looks more like Eisenhower to me, and I guess that's why. And in but, the beginning, uh, Edgar Ramirez is in it, but he's in it for what, three minutes? Yeah, yeah, and I like the prologue to one of the kids' stories. 
Right, and I think it's this the the d director's from Venezuela, and so is Edgar Ramirez. So I think that's why. But you think these people are going to be in the movie more, but they're not. But the big beef I have is, and Jesse Eisenberg is fine. He's really good in it, I think. It has, okay, because he's doing comedy to soothe the children. That's what he's doing. He's doing some of his bits, and he soothes the children. But then there's this horrible torture Nazi stuff. So you have the comedy. That happened. <laughs> oh, and, yeah. And but you have the hard. Nazi stuff. But all oh, that one scene with the sisters, oh, my God. I had a – it's just – it's it's so horrible. I'm not even going to mention it. But it's a hard watch. That's true. I, I enjoyed it for the most part, Lynn, but did you have a big problem with the last scene in the film? Yeah. Like, yeah, because – well, should, should we mention – you know, well, it, it, it goes back to Ed Harris – and uh, basically, it's, a, it's like hundreds of GIs, look like they just got off the battlefield. They don't even have, have seats. And uh, Patton introduces Marcel Marceau, and he gets out, out there and does a mime routine for them. And the, and the soldiers are just riveted. And I was like, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Mime is a very up-close kind of thing. You can't be on a stage and do a lot of miming. And it's so quiet. It's really awkward. But apparently, this really happened. Really? That the whole thing? Yeah, because I thought, oh, surely this can't be. But it was Marcel Marceau's first professional appearance, war hero and entertainer. Oh, you know, my wife just reminded me that I saw another movie in the last three weeks. Wow. Blow the Man Down. Oh, also so did on I. Amazon. I saw yeah. that. I was, we I all thought, forgot about Blow the Man Down, I know. which is I a black yeah. comedy thriller. Oh, I love, it was good. It was oh, good. I loved those, it. I thought oh, it was weirdly amazing. Those, no, the, the, old, the old women make it. I was, I was going to say, I love the, uh, the, the sort of cabal of, uh, of mature right. ladies. That were running Quibb, Margot Martin, well, Margot Martindale is not a part of that group anymore. Yes. And Annette O'Toole, for goodness sakes, Lana Lang. Yeah. I know. I know. I didn't realize that was her until the credits. I'm like, that was Annette O'Toole. Oh, I is. know, and it's 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 set. It's like, what is the deal with Maine? Because of Stephen. That's King. where Stephen King is. And Angela Lansbury. Oh, yeah. Murder, Murder she, wrote. she wrote. So what is the deal with Maine? I've been to Maine because my relatives live on on across the state line in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. So mm -hmm. Maine's perfectly beautiful. But I love the atmosphere. I love the whole fishing village. I love the quirky characters. I loved how uh, the it's just it's just a good watch it's a good neo noir noir thriller and uh, uh i uh, yeah i enjoyed it i thought we talked about it at our last podcast but i guess we didn't i that i don't even know what day it is sometimes yeah. right it's well, so the say of the, april yes yeah, yes like the first or second week of april or so it feels like yeah yeah, I was going to say it. It goes a lot of different directions, the story does. Yeah, and I like, saw it on March 19th, the day before it was supposed to come out. Yeah, yeah I think oh, I saw it on the, yeah. uh, the 23rd or so of March. But no, it's uh, it's got some great performance. Margot Martindale, you can't go wrong with her. And right? She is oh, no. wonderful. Well, don't, you, you can't forget the, the two sisters, Morgan Saylor and Sophie Lowe. Yeah. But yeah. it's really not, it's, it, it, they're more catalysts than they are leads. Right. True, true. Yeah. Right. And there's the responsible they make really sister. really dumb decisions. Yeah, well, 
the responsible <laughs> sister with the uh, with the running the business, and then the sister that wants to get the hell out of that town and hooks up with the wrong guy. That guy, by the way, is Evan. Evan Moss Backrack. Yeah, he was in Girls. He was okay. uh, the Williams girl. Uh, she played Marley. She that was her boyfriend slash husband. Okay. Slash she ditches him. He's the musician in it. So he and uh, he and Adam Driver were the main guys in, in Girls for a long time. Okay. And, and, and Jim, he was also on The Punisher. Oh, he was. Well, and then O'Toole was on the second season of The Punisher, also or third season, I think. Okay. And he's in, he's in that streaming show, Interrogation, that Peter Skarsgård is in. Oh, that's all access. Lynn, how much time do we have left? I don't want to run over and get cut off. Does it say? It doesn't say. They'll give me a note if they'll give me a note if we're getting booted. But we can okay. start again if we need it. Okay. What's the other well, film? Let's, Jim, let's talk about the only other film that's out is uh, we didn't when we saw Onward. We didn't get to see the Maggie Simpson short, but they put it on Disney Plus today, and yeah. it is better than Onward. Yeah, oh. that's. I guess they wouldn't show it to us. It's know? better than Onward. It is so for being five minutes. It's really good, and there's a lot of nods. It says Disney welcomes the Simpsons, and yes. it starts out with a. Uh, you'll just see it. You'll enjoy it. Oh, I, I, I saw it, but uh, now uh, when I saw it in the theater, they had a lot of gags like signage that was going by too fast for, for me to read. I think uh, at one point, Marge is, is in the park and They're all reading the books. books. And, and this, one of the books is, everything you're doing is wrong. It's wrong. <laughs> Help my baby's ugly. <laughs> well, like, no, throwaway gags. Well, well, yeah, but, but when you watch The Simpsons, sometimes you have to go back and pause. And this it, now it being on Disney+, Plus, you can do that. That's right. That's right. Uh-huh. Well, because there, there's a group of four books, and Jim and I gave you half of them, but the other two are funny as well. Oh, yes. Well, I love The Simpsons. I just watched one the other night, the one where it's uh, Lisa and Marge do a graphic novel called Sad Girl, and <laughs> Martin Short's character wants to do it on Broadway, and it's just hilarious. It's just this calamity. And uh, I just kept thinking, God, these are so good. They're oh, so they're well true. written. Oh, Carl, People, did you... Did you see the but, other short, The Longest Daycare? Yeah, I saw that. It was Oscar nominated. Yes, that yes, was in front of. Was that in front of like Ice Age three or four? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. So, would you say the the, the Longest Daycare is better, or uh, I I would say the Longest Daycare is better because of the ending. Because yes. of the ending of this, this this has a cute ending, but the ending of Longest Daycare is great. That is an amazing ending, but it's really well done, and and and. I did, at least in The Longest Daycare, they did have, like, uh, Marge say one line. This one, they don't have any, it, this is a silent cartoon. This but, has, but they Homer, didn't have to pay Homer, any voice actors. Yeah, but Homer's in this one, though. Yeah, yeah. barely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I, uh, I can say I really enjoy it. One of our, a mutual friend of ours was posting on Facebook today that he said that this is the worst thing The Simpsons or Disney has ever done. Really? Like, Right. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, uh, uh, there was a little uh, Tim Burton film called Dumbo last year. What about that? <laughs> uh, the movie immediately following it, Onward. <laughs> yeah. No, we're it, not, it, we're onward's not, onward's not yeah. that bad. 
It's yeah, not I'm that bad, but it's not the level of Pixar that I expect. No, it's not. Yeah. Right. Hopefully we'll get to see Soul in a the theater. I hope so. Well, while people are under lockdown, the biggest thing everybody's watching is Tiger King on Netflix. 35 million people have seen it in the last 10 days. Yeah, but the Netflix is weird about that. You can only watch like seven minutes and it counts for watching an episode. So we watched the first two to make sure that it was not anything that we wanted to watch the last six of. And guess what? It's not that good. And it's, you can tell what they're leading up to. I, I'm preferring McMillions on HBO, which has already happened also. Well, it is 517 minutes of trash people. They're, they're weirder than the next one. And you can't believe these people exist. But you also can't believe how many people have big animals, big cats, like own them and have them. These are wild animals with teeth like this. And there's this whole subculture. Mind-boggling. But the if one you have $3,000, they can get you a cat. But the one thing that you, you will take away from this is they're reopening the mur uh, the case against um, Carol Baskin's second husband's disappearance. Mm. So that's the big thing. And then Joe Exotic is in jail. Well, that's only because she was edited out to be a villain. I don't, yeah, I don't understand why they're making her out to be the villain. After only watching two episodes, I don't know why she's the villain and these other two guys aren't the villains. Well, right. None of them are good people. No, no. And and I, I Carl was uh, generous when he said lack of dentistry. I'm like, meth teeth, Carl. Meth teeth. <laughs> so, Jim, have you watched it? Uh, no, I haven't. I've got uh, uh, free uh, CBS All Access for a few more weeks. So, oh, so you're watching Picard. I, I binged Picard, really enjoyed that. I'm in the, about two episodes into the second season of Discovery, and I'm really enjoying that. Are, Are you sorry? watching the Twilight Zones too? I watched another episode of it. I'd seen uh, the one with Kamal and Johnny, and I then I saw the Nightmare on Thirty Thousand Feet, and I just wasn't that impressed. Hmm. So well, now, they've done that episode three times now. Because they did it oh. in the original, then they did it in the uh, reboot, Movie. and now they're doing it on this. But yeah, John Lithgow, John Lithgow is so good in the Twilight Zone movie. That's my. Well, favorite I was going to say that the Jordan Peele version of that story is quite a bit different than uh, than the previous versions of it. Okay. But I would, if I can if I can finish Discovery in time, I will watch the rest of the Twilight Zones. So. Hmm. Give it a well, shot. Uh, they are coming out with a new show about Netflix. I read an article about the about the directors. They had enough footage. They didn't think they had enough for a second season. But because of the clamor about this, they're going to have one more episode. But it's going to be on the auxiliary characters. Okay. Those people are sad. It is sad. It is. And I don't think I would have ever taken my children to a mall to pet baby tiger. And I, it's just, oh, and that Joe Exotic, oh, by the way, those music videos that he's in, those aren't him singing. It's a Millie Vanilli thing. He, oh. paid, he paid guys to sing and they well, were just like- You can tell like, he's not playing the guitar. <laughs> so those are all fake. <laughs> it's all fake. All right, what, and so uh, one thing about Netflix is, cause I think my nephew has burned through everything on Netflix and he's wanting to know what to watch. I talked about this on KTRS last night. 
Road to Perdition is now available as of April 1st. So, you know, it went away for a while. And I think it's because Sam Mendes with 1917 and they brought it back. But, oh, that movie is so good. It's Tom Hanks. It's Paul Newman's last movie. It was nominated for six Oscars. I don't know why it didn't get the, the buzz back in 2002. Like a lot of people haven't seen it. Maybe because it's dark. But that... It's just brilliantly shot. Wait, that, I don't think that was Paul Newman's last movie because Cars was after that. Well, well, last screen appearance, I guess. Yeah, yeah Perdition is based on a graphic novel too. Oh wow, that's right. Well, well it, it won for cinematography, and that scene in the rain. Conrad Hall was that great cinematographer, and he did that movie. Oh my God, that scene in the rain is just. And Tyler Hoechlin. Who is on? I Superman. think Superman. Girl, no. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah, Superman. Yeah. He's, he's, well, he's going to have his own spinoff. I think it's Superman and Lois. Yeah. Or That's like that. right. That's right. No, no, Lois and. Let's see. The other one was Lois and Clark. So this yeah. is Clark. Our Superman and Lois. Our yes. Lois, Clark, and Lois. I don't know. It's something, <laughs> but look, oh, yeah, look it up. It's going to be. It's going to oh, be there. But that cast. Yeah, I, I wanted heard. to let you know. I, I I broke up with Batwoman. I'm done with it. I I'm oh. I'm done with it. Sorry. Well, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna see see her through the yeah, the first season. So we'll my see. wife watched the last four episodes and she said, uh, "You're not missing anything." Once, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I, I I gave it a chance. It was I I don't I, think Alice is strong enough to to be a villain a whole season. Yeah, I'm tired of her. You know. <laughs> I tried I, wait, watching um, one episode like midway, and I just I just couldn't get into. No, it, it started off really strong. I I was ready to go through it, and then it just then when there was the second uh, the second sister, I really liked that, and then they that wrapped up way too quickly for me. Yeah, yeah, but it'll be back, I guess, around the twenty first or so. So they're they're. But did they complete their season? I don't know no, if they no, did. No, no, they've got a few more episodes. I think that uh, that and Legends and Supergirl and Love uh, Legends. Flash. Oh. Good. Well, I Love wanted them. to mention before we run out of time that it is Holy Week, so uh, uh, happy Passover and happy Easter and coming up is Ramadan. And I do the same thing every year. I listen to Jesus Christ Superstar. I, you can listen to that anytime. You don't have to listen to it on uh, Sunday nights. You can listen to it every time, like I did today. And I also listen to Gospel with my favorite gay Jesus, Victor Garber. Oh, yes. Who was yeah. part of Legends of Tomorrow, actually? Yes, he was. But um, I listened to Godspell, and there are movies of that. I prefer the original concept album to the to the movie of Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah, I didn't Superstar. like the movie, yeah. Well, no. they, had two, they had two extra songs, including Could We Start Again, Please, which is a really good song. But I, because I, I insert those into my, when I'm listening to it on my playlist, I listen to those two songs where they're supposed to be in the, in the rundown. So I get the complete stuff. But I listen to those every year. But there are movies of that. The Godspell movie is just trippy. It, it doesn't, it's, it's very theater. It's very, it's very vaudeville. It's very da 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 jazz hands. It is, it is. And the song, though, in A Beautiful City, they mm -hmm. put that in the later versions of the stage musical. Right. And so Godspell, if you like Meet the Parents, you'll understand the jokes that Ben Stiller tells. And uh, 
uh, the uh, I had the box set of Jesus Christ Superstar, you know, Catholic school, high school with with know. the lyrics, and you could follow along. Yeah, so I so I know them all. Apparently, the new stage version is a new concept, and it is supposed to be coming to the Fox for the new it was. season. Well, that, also, yeah. and then it was on NBC two years ago. Two, right. three. I think they're bringing it back. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I think, yeah. Okay, well, some of, the, some of the things that are coming up this week, on Easter, Andrea Bocelli, that beautiful, glorious tenor, is giving a free concert, and it's noon our time. It's from a cathedral in Milan, and it's about hope and prayer, and so it's streaming on your on your computer. And so I'm wondering be- how that's going to sound, because he's going to be in an empty cathedral, so it's going to resonate. Yeah, but oh my God, that voice of his is just it's so gonna be beautiful. Gorgeous. Yeah, so that's coming up. And then uh, we were all talking about how we need comedy. Saturday Night Live returns tomorrow night, but it's going to be a remote version. Uh, it, John Krasinski was, and uh, Dua Lipa were, were supposed to be the hosts. So yes. I don't know if they're, it's going to be hostless, but it's going to, I think it's going to be mostly uh, digital shorts that they all, that each one of them produced themselves. And oh, okay. uh, they're going to do weekend update. Right. And by the way, Michael Che's grandmother died of COVID-19, yes. which oh. is sad. And then uh, rumor is Tom Hanks is going to make an appearance. So to me, that would be the cherry on top. Well, and we John Krasinski's got something to promote right now with his uh, good news, good works. Some, good- new, some good news. And if you haven't seen it, go to YouTube, episode one and episode two. They are great. Have you seen them? I have not. Oh, you got to go. You got to go. You, you got you to watch them. And, and, and though they're only like 15 minutes, but they're good. Have you seen them, Jim? I saw the one with Steve Perel. Yeah. That's, that the, one, that that's the one you wanted to watch. That's oh, and um, my wife wanted everyone, she's like, I want to hear Easter Parade. It's on TCM on Sunday night. Yeah, Sunday night at 7. And, you know, that does have that great song, Get Happy, in it. Mm-hmm. Judy, Judy Garland's great number. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Also, Saturday night, if you want comedy, TCM, double feature, What's Up Doc at 7, Paper Moon at 9. Wow. And that was yeah. when Bogdanovich was good. Oh, yeah. Is Ryan O'Neill in both of those? Yes, he is. Okay. And Madeline Kahn is in both of those. So. And yeah. Babs, Babs is in What's Up Doc. That's right. right. And then yeah. Tatum won the Oscar for Paper, Paper Moon. Paper Moon. Right. So right. those are both good. I, I don't know how they hold My up. wife is doing the Easter parade dance for me over there. Thanks. <laughs> well, another, uh, okay, HBO has nine series for free on HBO Go. The or Wire. You can, you can stop lying to everyone and say you've seen The Wire. Oh, oh Idris, <laughs> hey, Idris Elba, Michael B. Jordan, what a cast. Uh, that mm-hmm. and, and that is just brilliant. It's just really depressing and sad. But it's so good. It's so well done. But it has Succession and it has Barry and Silicon Valley and Veep. Love Silicon Valley. Yeah, and Veep. So it has nine. Veep's on Showtime. And uh, Isn't Veep on Showtime? No, Veep no. is HBO. Yeah. Okay, so these are available okay. for free. Sorry. For free till may 31st and carl you mentioned mcmillions that is available on the free they made 10 docs free and they made 20 movies free so nine series 20 movies 10 docs for free you're not going to get game of thrones so just forget that but what else are you watching uh avenue five though no 
No, that's that's the guy who created Veep. And that's his with Hugh Laurie and Josh Gad and a cast of hundreds. I know. Yeah. It kind of looked funny, funny, but I'm so backed up because, believe it or not, in this time, I have a lot of news. We're having a lot of news stories. So um, I've been really backed up in terms of watching. Like, everybody's like, I'm so bored. i got to watch something. I'm like, I have no, no, no. Well, I since you promoted KTRS, I have to promote CAMOX. CAMOX is going, if you are listening to the radio Sunday morning, they're going to broadcast the mass from the Basilica downtown on CAMOX Sunday morning. Oh, that's good to know. Well, um, the cathedral in Belleville uh, has been broadcasting like they have. They had a mass today at noon. They had Good uh, Friday. It's not, no, it's not a mass. It's a service on Good Friday because there's no right. mass on Good Friday. That's right. And different things. And and many many churches are going to Facebook Live, or they're doing Zoom. And so you can get your services. And the Pope started all this a couple of weeks ago when he just said, "Hey, we're going to do online." So the you know, take it from the Pope. And uh, yeah, he was in St. Peter's all by himself and a cameraman. I know, I know. But he is he has been uh, what he says, what he sends out has been really comforting and soothing, and also very. Uh, we need his wise words. Oh, this is a local connection. Mrs. America, the nine-part miniseries, Fox on Hulu. It starts on Hulu Wednesday night, mm -hmm. and it concerns Phyllis Schlafly, well, the anti-feminist icon from St. Louis. Who was I met her at the Republican National Convention in 2008, and she was very nice to me. Ray Hartman said he, he had debated her, and he did all this stuff. Um, she came she to my college. She was very good at what she did. Yeah, she's the one. She basically stopped the ratifying of the Equal Rights Amendment. It can still, I think uh, Virginia passed it. And so finally they actually have enough states, but everyone's like, hey, it's been 20 years, but there was no expiration date on it. Aha, uh -huh. well, at the, the time- court, I think. At the time she started this, you know, ultra conservative, very thing, but she gave rise well, not to at the, the At the time it wasn't ultra conservative, it was just conservative. Right, but she was at the, she gave birth basically to the moral majority. Right, before and so that's what Right, and so during the, the women's movement, so this movie will have, Cate um, Blanchett is playing Phyllis. That's casting. And, and, and uh, Tracy Ullman is Betty Friedan. Okay. <laughs> and and, I, and Julie Moore as Gloria Steinem. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's, so it's going to be this great cast. The first night is Wednesday, April 15th, and they're going to have three episodes back to back. It's going to be Phyllis, Gloria, and Shirley. Shirley Chisholm. Udu is, is the one from um, Crazy Eyes. Orange is the New Black. Okay. She plays Shirley Chisholm, and then it's going to go till the end of May, but it's going to be great. It's called Mrs. America. It's about the fight in 1972 over the ratification of uh, e the Equal Rights Amendment. And when I was in college, Phyllis Schlafly debated Betty Friedan. And so uh, you went? Uh, this is, uh, this is in 1973. So we're all in the, the auditorium. And Phyllis looked just like Betty Crocker. And she comes up and she goes, how many women want to be drafted? 
And this guy yells out at the crowd, how many men do? Because Vietnam War <laughs> was still going on. So then everybody laughed. And then when Betty came up, she had a muumuu on. She looked like she just, you know, got out of bed. I don't want to look silly. I'll take the muumuu. <laughs> and but it was great you could i mean obviously the crowd is a college crowd they were on betty's side and so it was but uh, i just remember that but at the time there were 28 states that had said yes to it and we needed 38 and i think we are where i think i think virginia just passed it so it's now they're at 38 so i i I guarantee there'll be a little tag at the end of the shows and say, here's where we are. Call yes. your legislatures. So it's going to be real. It's going to be really interesting. So how right. have you guys been amusing yourself during this time? Well, well yeah, as I say, I was uh, doing a little reminiscing because we lost this guy yesterday. Uh, Mort. Mort Drucker. I've been you know, doing caricatures, you know. For, for Mad 30. Magazine and yeah, the newspapers. Magazine. The king of caricatures. I know that uh, Al Hirschfeld from St. Louis is you know, generally recognized as a big caricature yeah. uh, you know, person there. But, but it, for me, it was between Al and Mort. And uh, I think Mort's output, he did so many pages for Mad Magazine. And for those of you that uh, didn't read Mag Mad Magazine, you probably recognize his artwork from the poster for American Graffiti. Well, did, which, did, was he, wasn't he Beetle Bailey also? Oh, no, that was Mort Walker. Oh, sorry. <laughs> See? But, but Mort, Mort Walker, who's from St. Louis also. But Mort Drucker um, actually did a newspaper comic strip for a while called Bentley, which was about a little guy that was uh, part of the Reagan administration. This was like in the uh, early 80s. Well, and, I, know, I know Mort from Mad Magazine. I was actually looking at his stuff uh, the other day because I've got Completely Mad, which is on... Oh. Um, it's on discs. <laughs> yeah, CD-ROMs. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. and yeah, they he started doing the 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 parodies for them. I guess around the early '60s or so. But prior to that, he was a, a regular comic book guy. He was helping out in advertising art or help. He was an assistant on a comic strip, and he was over at DC Comics doing war comics. But he was also doing the Adventures of Bob Hope and the Adventures of Jerry Lewis. So you can find his artwork. Wait, there were comics of Bob Hope. There were they. He licenses licensed himself out to be. A that comic sounds book. absolutely horrible. I really enjoyed them when I was a kid. They actually okay. were publishing them until about the the, the mid mid to late sixties. Now Jerry Lewis, that started out as the Adventures of Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis, and Dean of course they went with the more kid-friendly guy, but I would have picked up a Dean Martin comic book as a kid. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But, uh, oh, but yeah, Jerry yeah, Lewis book lasted about the mid-70s or so. But, uh, but yeah, more Drucker, the work is just incredible. The splash, pa splash pages, I heard a story that when he did the parody of uh, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, that, uh, that Richard Burton uh, zoomed into the offices of Matt and bought all the pages. Okay. Oh, I bet. He was yeah. he was that good of a guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, That's just a, somebody, a, several different uh, stars have said, I knew I made it when Mort Drucker drew me in Mad Magazine. <laughs> so, so we so lost Jim, him. Did, did he die of complications from COVID-19? I don't believe so. He's he's kind of been in poor health the last couple of years. And I say well, he's he did got it. He was in his 90s, wasn't he? 
Yeah, 91. So uh, he, I call him part of the second string of Mad. The first string is pretty much all gone with uh, One Mad, From One Mad was a comic book that was uh, Jack Davis, Wally Wood, Bill Elder, and Harvey Kurtzman. Uh, the, the, the second wave, I would say, is uh, more trucker. Uh, still around is uh, Sergio Aragonis. Sergio. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, along with Al Jaffe, for goodness sake, who's like 97 or so. The, the Folden. Yes, yes. And I believe Angela Torres is, uh, is still with us. He is Dave Berg still alive? No, no, he's not. Uh, Roger Kaputnik is Kaputnik. Uh, but uh, but uh, yeah, Angela Torres took over the uh, TV parodies after uh, More Trucker. They pretty much concentrated on the uh, on the movie parodies. But I think the first More Trucker part I saw was in the Man Magazine that had the parody of the Batman TV show. I was like, oh, this guy is really good. So, you know, he was a hero to, to all of us there in the uh, cartooning world, and he knew that he was quite beloved. So, you know, I, what, a, what a talent. And a lot of, left a lot of great work. So, well, Jim, let's talk about uh, the Marvel Phase 4. Since we talked earlier, Black Widow has been pushed back, even though they're yes, going to put Artemis Fowl on Disney+. Plus. They're now going to do one, two, three, four, five, six, seven movies in the course of a year and a half. Yeah, yeah, I was, this is going to be our first summer in about 12 years. We haven't had a trip to the Marvel movie universe since uh, 2008's uh, first Iron Man. Iron Man. Yeah, We're yes. going to be so busy this fall. But, it, know, it's, but it's weird. I saw somebody, some, there was a meme online, of course, that said uh, because of COVID-19, Margot Robbie is a shoe-in to win Best Actress for Harley Quinn. <laughs> because there aren't any other films besides besides Elizabeth Moss and Invisible Man. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Right. So yeah, we're we're gonna get uh, Black Widow. They say in November, and they've pushed uh, Eternals to uh, February. To, uh, fe uh, February, right? And then Shang Chi or Chai at uh, May seventh. Then Doctor yeah. Strange two to November fifth, twenty twenty one. Then Thor four, Love and yes. Thunder, uh, February. Is this will be our first February Marvel one, I think, and then Black Panther two May eighth, twenty twenty two, and then Captain Marvel two in July. So that's that's tight. Yeah, well, yeah, to, and we'll also maybe have a third Sony's uh, collaboration with uh, Spider Man something home. <laughs> well, they, yeah, they got to keep they got to keep them while they're all still you know high school looking. <laughs> Yeah, really. So well, James Bond is November twenty fifth now, and uh, hopefully, yeah, and Wonder Woman. Hopefully, then, yeah, that's yeah. been on the for almost a year already. So you know, yeah, and Newman's got pushed back again. <laughs> so yeah, well, that's why some of them don't want to do summer. Like you know, with the theater community, they were going to have some done this summer, but then what if it's bad this summer? So now they're moving things, and it's just crazy. We just had our St. Louis Theater Circle Awards for nineteen for for two thousand nineteen, and HEC Media did it. We did it virtual on Tuesday night, and it was a blast because people. Did Lori or Allen win? No, uh, but oh, their production won Best Comedy, Bright Beach Memoirs. So they won that, but they didn't win individual. But everybody loved it because it brought everybody together again and it connected and cast were having zoom parties and you can see it if you missed it it's only a half hour and it's on youtube 
HEC Media. So, so therefore, and we just got word today that Hamilton is postponed at the Fox. It was supposed to be May 5th through June 7th, and now it's postponed, but no date. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory has been moved to December, but if you, I don't know, Carl, if you noticed, but it's only five, it's only December 22nd to December 27th. Well, it was supposed to be on St. Patrick's Day. We were all supposed to see it on St. Patrick's Day, and I was looking forward to it, and then... Was yeah, it originally... It's for the best. For was it going to be like two weeks or ten or three weeks or something? Yeah, like they're 14 days, the whatever they do, but then they do all those performances over the weekend. But well, uh, at Christmas time, they always do like a version of the Nutcracker, and they always do... Because Christmas is booked usually pretty full. And Christmas Carol... And, uh, well, Cats was for uh, April, but they moved it. The the movie, I'm, I'm debating on whether to... To, to watch the butthole the... version? <laughs> I'm debating. I know, because I thought maybe it would just give me a lot of laughs to watch it. You're supposed well, to watch it while high. <laughs> well, well, it was supposed to be part of the, uh, the Tivoli's Midnight series. Cats was. Yeah, so because that because you would go to that while you're high. And I heard oh people were God. tickling it when it was in theaters recently. So I don't know, I could tell it's you know that cold. So. Well, uh, fans of Hamilton tonight at seven o'clock on Broadway World, uh, there the cast is going to have a sing along with the album, and I'm going to tune in. Um, it'll be online at broadwayworld.com, and uh, I'm just glad that they won't hear me <laughs> sing it. But I love that score so much, and I love that play so much that that I'll I'll just really enjoy tonight having that. And I knew it was going to be moved probably. Max, for my site, was going to review it, and he had never seen it, but he loves that score. And and he does. He he didn't get to see it the first time, but he loves that. He knows every word of that score. I know it's brilliant, and uh, because of Lin Manuel Miranda's in the Heights movie, they pushed that back too. But the trailer looks really good. At least you can watch the trailers now. Next week, Friday, Sila and the Spades is the movie, and it's an Amazon movie, and it's about a shishi boarding school, and this girl leads the dominant faction, but they're the ones that sell the alcohol and the drugs. Have you read about this? It's an no. Amazon. It's called Sila and the Spades. I have the link. I hope it still works. <laughs> well, I've been enjoying more stuff on Amazon than I have been on Netflix. I don't know why. I, it's not intentional. It's just hmm. that I've been looking up more stuff on Amazon. So you, you like Amazon series better than the Netflix series? Um, I like uh, – the one with David Tennant and uh, Michael Sheehan, the good, the, uh, the good was, omens. Good omens, yes. I, I, we we watched that in a weekend. I loved that series. And that was uh, John. Hamm oh, and John Gabriel, Hamm. Gabriel, yeah. Archangel, uh, the yeah. Um, Archangel Gabriel. Did you uh, the Tim Gunn, Heidi Klum series is on now, making the cut. Yeah, I, I never watched Project Runway, so that does not appeal to me, so no. Well, I did. I'm going to check it out because I did watch Project Runway. I gave it up this year because I don't like the new people. All right. Just well, I'm watching Lego Masters. I, I'm a couple episodes behind, but this week they did a uh, Star Wars episode, so. Hmm. Oh, yes. Are you drinking a Corona? <laughs> yeah. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching. I 
I've been posting, uh, I've got a couple of posts on Facebook about better things, which should be okay. winding up, winding up its third season pretty soon. But uh, that's, that's, um, uh, it's uh, Pamela, Pamela Evan. Evan. Yeah. Uh, From was King of the Hill. But yes, yes, she references that, that her, her gig doing that a little bit in the, uh, the show. But uh, and, I, I And now I, it's hers, right? It was hers with Louis C.K., but now it's just hers. He still gets a co-created credit, but she's pretty much writing and co well, co-writing and directing, of course, and starring in all the episodes. Well, she was on his, she was on Louis, didn't she play like his yeah, wife? Yeah, she played this, uh, this uh, old girlfriend of his that just wouldn't, wouldn't commit, as I recall. And okay. uh, I think I posted on Facebook that last week's show had her going to uh, New Orleans for a wedding, and one of the grooms was Randy Rainbow. So Wow. Great. Yeah, yeah. And I like that. Uh, what We Do in the Shadows is starting its second season this this Saturday, I think. So, yeah. So if, Now, how would you suggest to watch that? Would you suggest watching the movie first, or does it matter? Uh, I would say watch the film first because of, uh, Carl, I don't want to spoil it. Have you seen uh, the series? I, ha I have not because I didn't know whether I could jump into the series without seeing the film. Okay, there is a reference towards the end of the first season to the film that you would uh, really appreciate if you saw the film. Okay. So I'd say see the film, then the first season, the second season. That was, that was my only thing about, you know, debating on because I want to see it because I like all those guys. Yeah, Taiki, Taiki, what's it? Yeah, um, the another one that's coming out this Sunday because you know I love the HBO series Run with Domhnall Gleeson and Merritt Weaver. Oh yeah, it is about it's it is about a a guy who contacts his old girlfriend that he hasn't seen maybe fifteen years. I'm not sure the time period, but he asks her to run away with him, and she does. Oh. That sounds interesting. Yeah, yeah, so they say that, I mean, it, the clips look really good. So it, it you know, Curb is over now, my all-time favorite right. comedy series. So, so you can't watch Curb as part of that, as part of that free HBO, you know, the limited yeah, series. Yeah, I know. That, you know. They want to offer that or Game of Thrones, so. Yeah. I know, but, but Curb, if you get a chance to stream it, it's just the funniest, consistent show and once you and the know, ringer just the ringer just uh, listed all of them in order of hilarity, and I still haven't seen the last two yet. I, even though I got spoiled on what happens in the very finale, but I know what I, I it doesn't matter that I was spoiled on it because it's still Larry. Oh, yeah. yeah. Once you know Larry David's voice, once you go that then uh, that you know it's Larry. Uh, he sounds like George Costanza. <laughs> It's just so funny. And uh, Jim, I wanted to ask you what you thought of the new millionaire. Well, um, I, I like that it's back on prime time. It's got a gorgeous set. It's a shame they couldn't fill the set with people. But well, that's uh, what that's but, what I heard was bad about it. You need that energy of the people there. And well, it, first of all, they're doing it for charity, so that's yeah. wonderful. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's all celebs. It's all celebs. It's what, all celebs. Uh, they, they, they took some things from the last couple of years of the syndicated show, and they reverted back to uh, the, Re the early Regis episodes and the one that I was on. They brought back the chairs, which I liked. I didn't like, oh. you know, that people were standing. I liked the, the whole hot seat, the police interrogation look of the old show. 
And uh, so you've got the ominous music. I think Jimmy Kimmel's a terrific host. I, I think he's very, very relaxed, very funny on the show. Uh, I find it interesting that one of the new lifelines is asked, asked the host, and he was actually able to help Eric Stone Street the other night, so that was nice. Yeah. But they took something from, uh, they brought back Phone a Friend, but they took uh, the uh, Bring a Friend from the last couple of seasons. And so Eric Stone Street had one of the writers from Modern Family, Will Forte has his dad, and in the last couple of seasons of the syndicated show, you could ask them to help you with a question in, instead of the phone a friend. Well, with this one, you, the, 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 uh, the friends can help you for the first 10 questions. So that, oh, wow. a, yeah, so that takes you up to about uh, what 25 grand or something like that. But it's so, uh, so ABC is just going to write it off anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And since it's celebrities like, like celebrity jeopardy, it's kind of, kind of baby jeopardy it's baby millionaire because eric stone street's quarter million dollar question was real easy and uh as was his movie question so yeah they were they were what 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 i what i forgot about this was how long it takes to get the answers because they go over them and over them and it's like they were so easy i was like really well no it's a, a weren't the original ones on abc the on big abc weren't those an hour and then the syndicated show was a half hour. The so they had to stretch it out. Yeah. Well, yeah. on the syndicated show, uh, the, the, I think just before I was on that season, and I think the season after, after that, they had a timer for the questions. And that's one thing I missed, I think, that really worked for that season. Because if you don't know the answer in the first five or six seconds, you're, you know, you're not going to be able to weasel around unless you're using one of your lifelines or something. So yeah, them hemming and hawing and this and that, it, it really eats up a lot of time. Once it again, does. It's for charity. It's true. Yeah, well, well, who's coming up? They got Jane Fonda and Anderson Cooper, and I think they have Andy Cohen, too. Cause yeah, yeah. Before he had the corona. Yeah, he must be doing okay. Have he you said the worst thing about it was not being able to see his baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It'd be interesting to see how the, the ratings did for Millionaire the other night. I, uh, I Usually that the ABC has had their, their new game shows on like Sunday night. So uh, in a competitive... Sunday night is game night. Yeah, Sunday night game night. So it'd be interesting to see how it does as in a competitive, you know, prime time, middle of the week slot. So Right. Well, they had it right after the Modern Family finale, which I watched. I used to watch that show all the time. I have seen every episode except the last two. So I haven't watched the finale, the two-part finale yet. But then Kimmel did a thing that night that he was the one that's been videotaping them all the time. Oh. He's part of the film crew. Yeah, but I gave I up on the show like that. four years ago. So, I have, I've watched every single one, and I, I still enjoy it, and I still think it's a crime that Ed O'Neill does not have an Emmy. True. Especially True. those those early years. Yeah, yeah, those, uh, especially that. I uh, always liked Ty Burrell. Oh, my God, so funny. Well, From the Marvel my... Universe, he's in Incredible Hulk. Okay. Doc Samson. All my they friends. Should, why did they bring him back? They bring back... Uh, <laughs> They bring back other people from that. That's just silly. Well, in your families, do you have any characters? Because my sister is uh, the uh, who uh, the woman married Claire. My sister Julie is Claire, and everybody says I am the heterosexual female version of Cam. 
<laughs> oh, that's, that's, he's a fun character, so that's, that's a nice compliment. You're a yeah, clown. Because I used to go into my one boss's <laughs> office and she said, you act just like Cam on Modern, modern Family. <laughs> but but Eric Stone Street based that character on his mother, I believe, right? Yeah, he, uh, Cam's from Missouri. Yeah, he's from, uh, he's from uh, Kansas City. Ish. Yeah, well, he's big Chiefs fan. One yes, of the, uh, the one of the byproducts of this, one of the more fun things in this, is I enjoy watching the Cuomo brothers on CNN <laughs> because that brother stuff is hilarious. The twelve years between them, and then Chris Cuomo has been quarantined in his basement. Yeah, they, they were yeah. taking out baby photos the other day. <laughs> and then he asked him if his brother wanted to run for president. You could tell he didn't want that question. No. And uh, yeah, I saw a little of that on entertainment no. tonight. Right, we have to wrap it up, Lynn. Where can we find you? I am on poplifestl.com, which is my website. I am still on KTRS on Thursday nights with Ray Hartman. And uh, the Webster Kirkwood Times is just now online, not in print for the time being, but we are still running real world. Hmm. Yeah. Jim, where can they find you, sir? Well, if they're lucky, they can find me over at uh, wearemoviegeeks.com. I say that because I don't have a review this week, but I've got, uh, from last week, i got Other Lamb and uh, the Never Sometimes Rarely Color. So. Well, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at underscore Carl the Intern. I really have not put anything up since, you know, hockey stopped. Um, but you can hear me on Sunday nights on uh, 97.1. And the Intercom family of radio stations, which includes KMOX, KY, Y98, KZK, and now 96.3. Well, it was really fun seeing you guys. And bye, film fans. And uh, if you have, please go to our Facebook page and like us and, and keep, and we'll, we'll have to do this again. If it we'll see if this worked. <laughs> yeah, we'll see if it worked. Stay right. safe and safe. Yeah, everybody be careful out there. Stay safe. Don't forget your thumbs or your fingertips. That's right. That's right. Bye-bye.